stay at home and protect lives. That's the clear warning from the health secretary, Matt Hancock, who says it's not a request, but an instruction. I folks, quick update for me on the campaign against coronavirus. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Finding faster ways to test people who may have the virus. And it was such an incredible moment that it's now taking place every Thursday at 8 p.m. None of us can say when this will end, but end it will. Hello and welcome to Corona Chronicles, where in the coming weeks we will attempt to touch base with a wide range of people from all walks of life to talk about how the current situation is impacting them both professionally and personally, as well as offering a cup full of cheer, some top tips and stats, and most importantly to touch virtual base with a cheery hello. And without the need for hand sanitizer, I'm Nick Randall. Today we focus on an important organisation that supports people with learning difficulties and the added difficulties encountered during lockdown. Very much in the front line, these wonderful people are having to adapt their skills to help a section of a population very much in need. So, from People First Forum, we have Paul Thomas, who's a Learning Disabilities Advisor. Welcome to the programme, Paul. Firstly, tell us about your general role. Thank you, Nick. Well, there's a lot of People First groups up and down the country And we're basically getting people with learning disabilities to speak up for their rights and to give them a voice in the community. We make information accessible and easy read for organisations like National Health. We've done it for NHS. We've done some easy read information for social services. We do training about learning disability awareness and we do that with people with disabilities. Majority of our staff have got a learning disability and all of our management committee. So it's run by people with disabilities, for people with disabilities on the whole. Um, So it's a general sort of support mechanism for people who just need to navigate their way through different life-related things like, uh, I don't know, banking and all the rest of it. You're involved in the courts, aren't you? Yes, my particular job is to support victims of crime if they have to go to court and give evidence in a trial. So I will write a report about their needs and give it to counsel in court. So to make sure they're questioned appropriately, that they're not questioned for too long, that language is easy to understand, they understand what's going on, the measures they can put in place to make the person feel more calm and to be a credible witness, basically. So presumably, uh, going to the courts, etc., that involves a lot of movement. So you're now uh, working from home. How different uh, is your role? Yes, <laughs> very different. Because my, a typical day for me would be to meet people in the community and get to know them, meet them a few times before they actually go to court. And um, I can't do that at the moment because my, my work is about meeting people one-to-one and having meetings with police and people I'm supporting and everything. So... A lot of the trials that I'm working on have been adjourned for now until after this coronavirus situation. So all our staff are working from home at the moment. So my job now consists of I'm still phoning the people I'm supporting through court, but I'm checking they're okay, that they've got enough support there, that they can get shopping in, that they can attend appointments, things like that. And if they do need a bit of support or something, I'm just making phone calls on their behalf and trying to signpost them onto other organisations. Right. Give me the type of concerns some people might have and the type of advice that they're asking for now and and how much aid can you realistically offer in isolation? My job is basically to phone around and make sure that they've got enough support in place. And I'm happy to say that most of them seem to be 
coping with it pretty well. And um, some people have gone back to their families for lockdown. And some people have moved in with friends or partners for the duration. So they've got somebody there to support them as well. Uh, I mean, has anything sort of um, flagged up that, that, that you're dealing with something slightly different than you would have done before? I mean, any anything specifically lockdown related? Yes. Well, going out is very important to a lot of our members. And, you know, a lot of them will go out on a daily basis to the gym or do some sort of day activities or work, whether it's voluntary or being paid. And if they can't do that, then they might, um, yeah, sort of struggle to occupy themselves and also be isolated from their friends and family, like like all of us, really, you know, like most of us are. So presumably you're yes, you're, you're a, a, a friendly voice at the end of a phone. I mean, that sounds to be as, as important as any advice you can give. Yes, I think a lot of people just want somebody to talk to as well, especially if they're particularly, you know, feel like they're isolated or they're lonely. So it's it's pretty important what, what we're doing for our members at the moment, I think. You know, just phone around. We, we've identified ones that might be a bit more isolated and might live on their own. And we're phoning around to make sure they're okay and to uh, kind of reassure them and just listen to them, really, just be there for them. We've given information out about where they can get shopping delivered from and mm. organisations that will help deliver shopping to people. And MenCap are doing a lot of good things as well. So we're, we're giving lots of people information and we're doing it on our website, but also doing it over the phone because not everyone is online. Um, for, for those that are online, we keep our Facebook page updated and put information on there most days. And we have a live live broadcast to people if you like uh, a live feed that's what you call it isn't it nick yeah the I guess right so. word mm-hmm. yeah um to our members so so they can look at that and we give them up-to-date information we do that on a tuesday and a thursday and then at the weekend we put a quiz on or something to entertain people a bit more but um the weekly ones are about giving people information and so they don't feel so alone and you know giving them practical advice as well and mm helping them to understand that how important it is to stay in and not put yourself at risk by going out and only going out if it's essential. It sounds like you're doing a very important job um, and, uh, you know, supporting the community uh, and adapting your role, uh, which is which is very interesting. And uh, I think that, that is happening in a lot of different professions at the moment. Yes, I think, yeah, and um, it's bringing people together. So even though people can't, we can't meet physically, they know that there's somebody there they can talk to and they can talk to other members as well. And a lot of them have got WhatsApp groups with their friends and some of the staff at support them have told them about how to set up you know, WhatsApp groups or how to get Zoom on their phone or computer and things like that. So we work alongside the, their carers and support workers a lot of the time. Right. Make sure they're getting well supported. Uh, a lot of um, what we're about is signposting people onto organisations that can put in the practical help. And we kind of help them to get that, you know, put them in touch with organisations and that. It sounds like your job is uh, more important than ever during lockdown. Um, in terms of how it's sort of impacted you yeah. personally, how are you doing at the moment? I personally would rather work from an office and meet people face to face. But I've learned to adapt <laughs> to working from home and chatting to people more over the phone 
or doing having Skype meetings or Zoom meetings with, with my colleagues and with other people and with carers and that to get information from my reports about the people I'm supporting. So I'm doing that a lot. And um, the fact that the, a lot of the court cases have been adjourned means that I can concentrate on other things as well to do with my job and make sure that people are okay in this situation rather than prepared for court. Do you know what I mean? So it's a kind of slightly different role. So you feel you've adapted quite well in the environment? You, you're you okay to be working from home, not getting too distracted? Yes. Well, I, I do get a bit distracted. <laughs> and um, I, I think we've, yes. Um, but I'm, I'm quite self-disciplined. I, I make sure I start at eight and finish at four most days. But I, I'm distracted by the fridge sometimes, you know. <laughs> like most people at work from home, your food is too easily accessible, you know. And, oh, um, yeah. And I'm working from our spare room, which is full of music and DVDs and distractions. But I'm being very good. I'm not. I'm not distracted so far. So, so, so no, no chilling to Netflix during office hours. <laughs> no, no, I've been very good. <laughs> Brilliant. Doing that all in the evening instead of going out because none of us can go out anymore, can we? At the uh, moment, absolutely. So, now, um, now, a little bird tells me. But um, you're a bit of a poet on the side, and you've written something uh, relating to lockdown, which we would love to hear, Paul Thomas. <laughs> well, I, I'm not not a poet in any way at all. I just thought I'd oh, forget it, have man. a go. I thought I'd have a go at <laughs> just putting some words together about being in lockdown and working from home in particular. When I knew I was going to do this with you, I thought, I want to do something to lighten it up a bit. Yeah, also, why not? I might use this for... Yeah, yeah, because most of us are quite stressed at the moment. I mean, quite worried about things. But I also think it's brought out the best in people in some ways. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I'd like to think it has. And a lot I of think the... people are being kinder to one another generally. Mm. No, I agree. It's kinder. The environment's better. We've closed the ozone hole. There's a lot of. Uh benefits i mean obviously we have to balance it with all the people who have died um yeah, but um yeah of course but yeah it, it has it has allowed the world to sort of stop and pause and hopefully when yeah, we come out I'm of this that we, we we might uh, um uh, change our working practices and all the rest of it but for now yeah. let's hear the lockdown poem by mr, okay. mr. paul thomas I, i'm no pam airs <laughs> it's called only in lockdown only in lockdown do these things occur, that it takes just seconds to travel to the place of my work, left at the kitchen, in the room by the stairs, by the laundry basket, you'll find me there, looking foul and unshaven, not very well groomed, I'll be checking my emails and chatting on Zoom, then throughout the day, I'm partial to snacks, the poor fridge must feel that it's under attack, don't even mention how we cut our own hair. We'll all soon be yearning for the barber's chair. One little fact that's sad beyond doubt is that I've started to look forward to putting the bins out. Only in lockdown am I scared of the stranger. Crossing the street away from the danger. I miss simple things like trips to the tip. We'd come home with more when we left in the skips. Cinema gigs and party nights have now been replaced with Netflix and Skype. But we must be good and stay safe inside for the NHS and, of course, to save lives. 
Oh, that was brilliant. That's really good, Paul. That really made me laugh, and it was really poignant and sweet, with a bit of Pam Ayers thrown in. Was that it was really? a, absolutely fantastic. It was sort of uh, you know emotional. It spoke to the nation. Talked about haircut, putting the bins out. I mean, honestly, you should you should turn it into a single. Do they still have singles anymore? Do they still have singles? <laughs> It could be a rap song. <laughs> you, you could call yourself the Biscuit Rappers. Yes. The Biscuit Rappers, hey? Wow. There I you could go. get the Yellow Project to do it, couldn't I? Well, yeah. yes, yes, because uh, 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 Paul Thomas is is a friend of our parents' Strand SNS Online, and you do your own music uh, with, I'm not sure who you do it with, but it's called the yes, Yellow with, Project. With t- Tim Lloyd-Smith is he's the main guy who's got a studio in Bournemouth, and he puts these wonderful bits of music together, gives them to me, and I try and work a song around it sometimes, and... And um, we come up with these songs between us. Yeah, we've done a couple of EPs and we just got an LP we've finished, which coincidentally has got a song on it called Shutdown, which is more poignant than ever at the moment. Well, I'll tell you what, Paul, I reckon we should uh, play uh, us out with The Yellow Project. Uh, We've got some news coming up first, but uh, we'll come back to you very shortly. Thank you very much, Nick. So we'll be back shortly with uh, Paul. So now it's time for the latest corona-related world news, uh, dated the 29th of April as we're recording. The total number of people who have died in the UK with coronavirus since the beginning of March has now risen above 26,000. For the first time, the number includes people who died not only in hospital, but in care homes and in the community. Researchers at the University of Liverpool say that a third of people who go to hospital in the UK with COVID-19 die there. Obese and older people are at greater risk of getting the illness more seriously, as are men. The study looked at 17,000 patients. The US economy suffered its most severe contraction in more than a decade in the first quarter of the year, as the country introduced lockdowns to slow the spread of coronavirus. The world's largest economy sank at an annual rate of 4.8%, according to official figures released on Wednesday. It's understood that Boris Johnson won't take paternity leave until later in the year because of the coronavirus crisis. The Prime Minister's son was born in hospital in London this morning, and both the baby and his mother, Mr Johnson's fiancée, Carrie Simmons, are said to be doing well. BBC local radio presenters and staff are all due to take a photo of themselves saluting Captain Moore, who raised close to £30 million for the NHS by walking around his garden at his home in Bedfordshire. Spotify has reached 130 million paid subscribers, despite initial concerns over how the COVID-19 crisis could affect listening habits. The music streaming platform said it gained 6 million subscribers in the first quarter of 2020. And finally, authorities in the Spanish coastal resort have apologised after spraying a beach with bleach in an attempt to protect children from coronavirus. Environmentalists say the move caused brutal damage to the local ecosystem. I guess they must have been listening to Donald Trump. So I'm back with Paul Thomas again just before we wrap up uh, Corona Chronicles. Uh, And we're going to play out with one of your tracks from The Yellow Project. What are we going to have, Paul? Well, shut down, please. Excellent stuff. That sounds very appropriate in the in the current situation. Any background to that, Paul? It's a, a bit of a doomy, miserable track, but um, I think people like it and, and relate to it. And it's about wanting to just stop everything and unplug yourself from the from the world and how we're fed with news from all around the world and through Facebook or Twitter and about how it can all get too much sometimes. Well, that sounds very appropriate, Paul Thomas. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Nick. Nice to chat to you. 
Cruz was saying a prayer. 